This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, Golden Knights leading Minnesota 1-0 after the first five and a half left in the first period. Dallas leading Nashville 1-0 in about an hour. It's the Coyotes and the Kraken. Blue Jays playing the Royals. It's 7-1 Kansas City in the top of the six in about 15 minutes. The NCAA basketball championship game tips off San Diego State against Connecticut in this upset-riddled tournament as Pat Steidberg joins me from Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. Pat, you and I in our buddies' NCAA pool, um, we are two of the people who did not win. No, I think uh, I believe that I am completely dead last, uh, which... It's funny because I actually did research for the first time ever on, I I read some articles, uh, I watched a couple of shows, uh, and yeah, completely dead last. And and look, I know next to nothing about college basketball, I will be the first to tell you that, but I I thought that I actually might, I finally did some research, and no, no, no chance. Uh, So yeah, uh, you did better than me, so you get bragging rights on that one, and you usually get bragging rights between you and I. Well, I don't know about that. I, I think I was uh, in like a four-way tie for 14th out of 21 people. I was ta- I talked about this on the show last week. This is my buddy uh, Mark, who I went to Nate with. So I've been in this pool. I think he's been doing it for 25 years because it was 97 or 98 we started at Nate. I think I've won it twice. And he, and, and the cool thing is he doesn't charge a lot of money. It's 10 bucks to get in. Top three, get get some cash. So it's mostly for fun. But especially this year, because I, I think like what, like two people had final four teams out of 21 people. I think yeah. one person had San Diego State and one person had Connecticut. It was crazy. Former former 630 Ched anchor superstar, Mark, by the way. So yes, he's been doing it a long time. And I, I think I've been in the money once in my entire life in this stupid thing. So oh my. Uh, yeah. I never I never expect it. Well, it shows you there's no point doing research. Just fill exactly. it up. Oh, no, no, I yeah. I can guarantee you I will never do a shred of research again for this uh, for this tournament ever. Uh, by the way, I I didn't even see this. I, I just checked Mike Zeisberger's Twitter account. He's writes for NHL.com. He was out in Edmonton doing a couple games uh, on the previous homestand. He said last night, Leafs officials say Curtis Joseph was not the e bug. April Fools, twenty four hours later? Question mark. I, I didn't even see this story, probably because I don't spend a lot of time on social media. And I've been a little sick the last two days. Uh, I, did you see this, that, that somebody put out there Curtis Joseph was the e-bug for the Leafs last night? I don't think well, that, I, that's what happened. 
I saw I saw one picture of Chris Joseph carrying a hockey bag, and then honestly went about the rest of my day. I, I, like, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't actually again I did more research on uh, this year's NCAA basketball tournament than I did digging into that because I was like you know what I'm just gonna you know continue living my life. So no I I, I got no insight I got no insight for you on that one other than I I think I saw slightly more of it than you did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I apologize to everybody. It's not the type of thing I would worry too much about, for me personally, unless you actually got into a game. But I think it was this was a bit of a delayed April Fool's joke from somebody. So anyway, there we go. All right, Mr. Steinberg, we need to talk about okay. the team you cover. Uh, I'm not going to reference every website that does odds. Money Puck's a good one. I had the creator of Money Puck on the show about a week and a half ago. Oh, nice. has I, the, lo- I love their projections. They have the Calgary Flames at 29.6 to make the postseason. What has to happen for, the, for them to get that to 100? They, I mean, they don't have to run the table, though it'll help. But uh, tell me about the week ahead and what they need to do. Well, I think there's two things that need to happen, uh, and and they're both, I think, non-negotiable at this point, especially because Winnipeg has uh, gotten their stuff together and and figured out things the last couple of games. So, number one, they need Jacob Markstrom to be good Jacob Markstrom the rest of the year. Goaltending has been an... uh, this has been a significant weakness for the Flames this year. They have been, they've gone from being one of the top goaltending teams in the NHL to being one of the lowest and worst goaltending teams in the NHL in the span of one season. No change, same tandem, same guys, pretty much same utilization, and yet here they are. They've, they've gotten very, very poor goaltending this year for what they are and what they need to be. So they need Jacob Markstrom, who's been better since the beginning of March and has resembled Jacob Markstrom and the year before is Jacob Markstrom far, far more off since March 1st than he did in the first three quarters of the season. But he hasn't looked that good in his last two starts. Uh, he allowed four on 20 in that comeback win over Vancouver and got yanked after 20 last night after allowing two on nine against the Ducks. So they need Jacob Markstrom in his next start and his remaining starts, which I think will be the final four games of the year. I think they're going to go Vladar tomorrow against Chicago, although I can't be fully confident in that with this head coach, but I think they should go Vladar tomorrow against Chicago. And then they've got their huge game Wednesday against Winnipeg, which has to be a Jacob Markstrom start. So that's number one. And number two, they, they gotta, they gotta beat the jets heads up. They have got to beat them uh, in regulation on Wednesday night. And that's no tall. That's no easy task because That'll be game three of a three and four. That'll be the second half of back-to-back with travel to finish off a three and four. So, you know, it's at this time of year, and it's not like Calgary to Winnipeg's a hop, skip, and a jump. You know, three and four going through Anaheim, L.A., and San Jose is a little bit different than going three and four, two at home, and then one into Winnipeg on the second half of back-to-back. It's a tough spot. So, they got to win that game in regulation. They got to get Jacob Markstrom. They got to get the good Jacob Markstrom in his remaining four or five starts here of the regular season. And that'll give them a chance. Like there is no magic bullet for them. Even if they beat the Jets in regulation, they still might not make it because Winnipeg has got all the math working in their favor, including the first two tiebreakers. So in fact, first three tiebreakers. So they, the, the flames need to finish ahead of them 
which means in the final five games, they got to make up two, not three points on them. So, yeah, it's uh, it still remains a tough ask for the Flames, and those two things have to happen if they're going to want to be able to answer that tough ask. All right. Now, is this true? They In a season with a lot of goals and a lot of comebacks, the Flames mm-hmm. did not have a comeback from down after the second period until the last two games. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, they were 0-18-3 in that situation prior to Friday. They went into Friday's game down 4-3 to Vancouver after 40 minutes of play in, in what was a... Uh, you know, admittedly loose game defensively at times for them, but, and the Canucks playing well. And then, you know, it's, it's actually really interesting that they've got one more against Vancouver. I don't know if you saw some of the, the online discourse or not, but both Jets fans and Canucks fans were pretty livid about a penalty call third period that allowed the Flames to tie that game and put them in a situation to win the game in overtime Friday night. Uh, They were upset that a linesman called a penalty when he's not allowed to call a penalty by the rule book and didn't think it was a penalty to begin with. And Elias Pedersen, who took it after the game, was like, I don't even want to say anything because I don't want to get fined. Rick Tockett was mad about it. And so they were really heated in that market. So I'm curious as to what the temperature is Saturday when Calgary plays the Canucks. But anyway, that's a side note on yeah they came from behind they beat him Jonathan Huberto scored his most important goal as a member of the Flames on that power play I'm talking about and then Tyler Toffoli who's been one of their absolute positive stories this year he has been dynamite for them all year long scored his second goal of the game in the overtime winner and that was the first time that they had come from behind to win a game all season long and it was pretty gutsy and then last night they did the same thing same situation in that they were down 4-3 to Anaheim after 40 minutes of play but this one seemed a little bit more like a foregone conclusion just because of the way the third period went and we know you know you saw Anaheim in there the night before and saw what they are is Leon scored three and and the Oilers rolled them up six nothing we know we know what the Ducks are and the third period was just a complete wash like it was all Calgary it was it was not even one-sided it was just a flat line uh because I don't think I don't think Anaheim saw the offensive zone until they pulled the pulled the goalie in the final minute so it felt like whether it was going to be regulation or overtime it felt like the Flames a were going to tie it for sure and I was not surprised when they were able to win the game in regulation because the Ducks just had nothing in that third period and it wasn't close. So that one a little bit less dramatic, but same circumstance, down 4-3 after 40 in two straight games. They're able to uh, come from behind. And here's the other thing, Reed. That win against Anaheim last night, fourth consecutive win, that is their first four-game win streak of the season. They didn't have more than three wins consecutively from December until this four-game win streak, and they just matched that on Friday. And finally, in the high 70s of the season in terms of games played, they have their first four-game win streak. It kind of tells you one of the stories as to why the Flames are where they are with all the expectations they had coming into the season. And with five games to go, they're still on the outside looking in. So it's just one of many things that points to why this has been such a disappointing and frustrating year for Calgary. Okay. I, I want to th- come at the flame season from a different angle and, and okay. I may be totally off base with this. And I, I, I understand you mentioned the goaltending, and when you've sorted a lot of the goalie stats this year, Markstrom's been 
I mean, he, like Campbell's had a tough season. Markstrom's been barely ahead of him in a lot of categories throughout the season. And I realize the Flames, when it comes to goal scoring, I just sorted it. They're 3.18 per game. They're 18th, so they're right around the middle. But I feel like I've watched a lot of Flames games, or when I've seen them play anyway, where they've had shots, but they haven't had good scoring chances. That's that's just me. I, I feel like they're one of those teams, let's just throw it at the net and see what happens. And I don't know if that's the way the, the, the way the league is headed. Like it's almost becoming pass it around, keep the puck, get a couple kill shots. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's just my observation that maybe the Flames get a lot of shots, but they don't get a lot of high danger chances. And I feel like when I've watched them at times, maybe that's uh, hurt them a little bit this season. Am I, is there any validity to what I'm seeing? Absolutely zero. No, in fact, uh, the complete opposite. Uh, that is uh, as apt and accurate a read on them as you're going to get. Um, and not surprise coming from you. Um, here's the thing. They, you're right, they, they are the top shot volume teams in the NHL. Their 3.18 goals per game has actually gone up over the last little bit. They've had a few games recently where they've been able to run scores up and, and in third periods, uh, one or two goal game has kind of turned into a blowout. Like you take a look, for instance, they finally won in Vegas last month and it was essentially a 3-2 game after 40 minutes of play and it turned into 7-2 but really it wasn't a 7-2 game Vegas is like yeah whatever we're tired we're off a road trip let's just get to the next game and it turned from 3-2 to 7-2 and Jonathan Quick looked like the LA Jonathan Quick from this year as opposed to the guy who seems to have uh, turned his season around in Vegas so they have, they've had a few games like that which has been able to boost their goals for or goals per game average and I don't even know if 3.18 tells the whole story what tells the story read is something that that I've been tracking and talking a lot about all year and it's exactly what you're talking about they are I believe last check either number two or number three in the NHL when it comes to shot volume four so when it comes to the amount of pucks they're putting towards the net uh, whether it's their per 60 rate or their totals they are number one two or three I think they're two or three right now and you take a look at the other teams that are up there whether it's Carolina or Florida or New Jersey that are all really good shot volume teams as well well all three of those teams correlate if you go on natural statric they count the slot chances or the slot attempts or the high dangers and florida new jersey and carolina all correlate really well to being a top shot volume team and being in the top five and close to where they are in terms of the amount of chances they're getting from the slot well take a look at calgary yeah they're a top shot volume team they're in the bottom half and kind of in the 20s when it comes to the amount of shots they get from the high danger house area and that's been a real problem for them is creating those opportunities and turning their high shots and high amount of rubber towards the net into meaningful opportunities that's not a good correlation being number two and 20 is is not where you want it to be you want it to be where carolina is like where it's like number one and number one or even if you can make it like number two and number five to correlate it so that yeah you're getting a lot of pucks towards the net and a good chunk of them um and a commensurate value of them are coming from the most important areas that has not been the flames this year so yeah it has been like uh chopping wood for this team to create offense and and part of that is because they lost two-thirds of 
their dominant number one line last year. There's no doubt about it. And then you throw on to that, Jonathan Huberto has had like this historic drop in production from one year to the next. And Nazem Kadri is right there with them. And Elias Lindholm isn't having the same type of season this year. And Andrew Mangiapane's numbers are way down. And so we can talk all we want about Tyler Toffoli and his career year and Blake Coleman and Dylan Dubé and Rasmus Anderson and the career years they're having, but it doesn't, it's not enough to make up for that type of subtraction and the really difficult adjustment that's gone along with that subtraction. So no, you're bang on Reed. It's been, and the, the, the thing that, has jumped out to me is how similar this team looks to the back half of Daryl Sutter's tenure in Los Angeles, where the Kings were the number one possession team or shot volume team in the league. I think every full year that Daryl was there and they obviously had their success, won the two Stanley cups and got to those three straight Western conference finals. And were this powerhouse team, especially in the playoffs for the longest time. And then it dropped right off and they had such trouble scoring goals and generating offense in the back half of his tenure. And that's what this team reminds me a lot of. So it, it seems to have been a little bit better of late in that regard, but no, that that has absolutely been one of the things that has plagued them all season long. All right. Well, big, uh, big week and a half here ahead for the flames and, you know, a, a battle of Alberta in the first round is not off the table. If you know, it is fall the right way, but it's, uh, it's still possible. So we'll keep an eye on it. Pat, thanks for jumping on. I always love having you on the show. Uh, enjoy San Diego state and UConn, a game in which neither of us can win a single cent. You know what? I care about you far more than I care about San Diego state and UConn. So oh, that's sweet, Pat. All right. Bye, See you down the road. See you buddy. That is my very good friend, apparently maybe even a better friend than I thought, uh, Pat Steinberg, host of Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. Uh, I think we might have somebody on hold. We'll catch up to the uh, open line when we get back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. That is an excellent guitar riff. 7804960063. Sir Robert, go ahead. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey Reed, how you doing? Pretty good. Um, I just a uh, couple thoughts on uh, on the Oilers uh, uh, last five games here. Um, I believe they can finish first. I think they 
I mean, I think they have to win at least, at least four of the five to do it. Not saying they can't, especially the way they're playing lately. Um, I said, well, I want to touch a little bit on, on Campbell. I think, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, the other night to see him, to see him not only play, play well, I mean, like, not that he's had, you know, I mean, like he's had, uh, he's had a few decent games this year, but I thought Saturday was easily by far his best. And to see it, to see him get a shutout, I would, I would, I would say, starting to wonder like maybe are you, you think like, like maybe like are, are we starting to see him maybe maybe become the uh, Jack Campbell that we signed for five million well I hope so I, I mean I, I can't I can't I can't give you much more than hope with that Sir Robert because we've seen him play well before and then drop back off but I hope so for not just the team's sake but for his sake because you can tell he's been going through a tough year yeah um Obviously, I wonder. Um, you think about. Uh, have you noticed? Because uh, I, th- I, th- I think I might have asked you this uh, a while back on uh, Bouchard and how, like, how, like, uh, his season. He's he's kind of uh, had a bit of an off year, like uh, in terms of, I guess, what was maybe expected of him. I think a lot of people thinking that you know, maybe he gets anywhere between ten and fifteen goals, and I think he's only got five. But have you noticed? Have you? Have you noticed a, uh, a significant difference in his play since he's been playing with Eckholm? I've, yeah. noti- I've noticed he looks, uh, I mean, he looks a little more calm, I guess is the word I would yeah. use since, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just I, wondering I what your thoughts were I, there. I think Eckholm's called them down and clearly he's on the power play, so he gets more offensive touches. So his point production is going up a little bit. Thanks for calling, Sir Robert. Uh, I, I think with Bouchard, it's just a big mistake, right? I, I mean, he sometimes can be prone to putting a bit of a pizza up the middle and, and turning the puck over. But, uh, you know, I think a little bit less of that since he's uh, been with that home for sure. Appreciate the call, buddy. We will uh, update the scoreboard. And uh, are the rule changes in baseball making a difference? Former Expos pitcher Mike Johnson will answer that question.